Okay, today we're talking, we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit uh, for the last, uh, I don't know how many weeks, I think seven weeks. Uh, pretty cool, huh? You're going, uh, okay. Now, let, let, me, let me warn you real quick that the fruit of the Spirit has to do with, with the Holy Spirit. Has to do with the Spirit. And that you can't produce your own fruit. I've been warning you away from that. It's like, I've been trying to be more loving. I've been trying to be more kind. I've been trying to be more faithful. I've been trying to be more joyful. I've been trying. And, and you, you know, it's kind of like Leonard was saying there. You know, when you, when you try to, you know, without the Holy Spirit, what happens? It's just, it's just a bump. It's, it's just like, well. And so when we talk about being good, which we're going to talk about today. Now, now I looked at this word, and I don't know how many times... I've I've read a word like good and really never defined it. Do you guys know what good means? I I mean I literally re- I mean I've memorized this verse probably as a young person. And it's like the fruit of the spirit is, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. And you just whip right through the words and you don't even know what they mean. And so I, I start looking at this thing and I go, I, I should probably define goodness. Do you know the word good is found like well over a thousand times in the Bible? And if I asked you what is good, I bet you couldn't define it well. Anybody want to try it for me? Who wants to define good for me? What's it mean to be good? It starts right at the beginning. God starts creating creation and when he says, it is very good. You're like, well, what does, what does that mean? Very good. What do you think that means? Everybody, come on. Yeah, it's like, well, he says it's very good. He's looking at it and he's going, now that is very good. Hmm? Go ahead. Okay. Here, let me put this on. Two year olds, okay. It's pleasing to God. Amen. It's pleasing to God. Okay, yeah, say it again. Um, I define goodness to my two-year-old as pleasing to God. I love it. That's a good definition. Pleasing to God. Oh, sorry. Walking right before. God is good. Well, let's, let's talk about that. When we say God is good, what are we saying about God? Huh? It's, it's his nature. I mean, one of the reasons that he's trying to work the fruit of the Spirit in us is because he is good. You know, David says, you know, the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever, right? I mean, so we go, okay, what does it mean to be good? Well, the essence of this word that we're looking at, it means to be both ethically and morally good. There's, there's something about it that he can't act in a way that is wrong. Aren't you glad? You know, it's like, God's a loving God, but today, not so loving. That would be scary, right? It's like, and so all of these things, you know, if it says that the fruit of the Spirit is joy, do you think God is joyful? Huh? So you have a bad day every once in a while. It's like, oh man, I am totally lacking joy. I think I'm going to have to wipe out a few people just for fun. <laughs> right? That's what some people actually believe, is that God is not completely morally and ethically 100%. When he says, I am love, he is 100% love. I mean, he, you know, we, we don't understand that. If he's joyful, if he's, if he's graceful, if his mercy endures forever, his mercy is, is powerful. 
Aren't you glad? And then these attributes of God, he's trying to work into our lives. So if I say, how good are you? How good are you today? Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah well, here, let me give you the rest of the Bible. You know, I said there's a thousand verses. I'm going to go through 900 of them. Uh, in Romans, which is a quotation from Psalms, it says, there is none good, no, not one. All have gone astray. They're all a mess. And you're like, yeah, that's me. Uh, but see, the, the crazy thing about being a follower of Jesus is that there was a once was that way, and now there's this way. And God is actually working goodness in us. And so when we look in the mirror, we go, am I good? Yeah, but by the grace of God, I am. We are a great work in process, not just a work in process. We're not just, but, and, but unfortunately, I think the, the common psychology of our age has, has allowed us to basically overgrace something that God is wanting to build. And that's why the fruit of the Spirit is don't, don't do that. Let the Lord build this goodness in you. Now, let's talk about, um, I, I, I can tell I'm never going to get to my notes today. Uh, Moral goodness is founded on God's truth. Can I say that? We are living in a world where God's truth is flipped over. Meaning that, you know, people, people are like, yeah, that's really good. You know? Uh, you know, I am an advocate for life. I know I'm going to offend somebody today. Now, I, I believe that all life is sacred. I just believe that. And because of that, that's an ethical and a moral imperative for me. That's good, right? Now, who defined that? Was it me or was it God? It was God. Yep, sorry. So I, I can't argue. I mean, I can, only argue, I, I can only say, well, I don't know. God said it. So I'm just going to do that. Now, back in the Garden of Eden here, let's take us back. There was one tree that they weren't allowed to eat from. What was that tree? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Did you hear the word good in there somewhere? Because God knew that when they ate from that tree, they were going to choose what they thought were good, thought was good, over what God knows is good. Does this make sense? And the worst thing for humans is for us to define our own goodness. What is good for us? In fact, you talk to people that aren't serving the Lord or aren't following the Lord, and they say, I don't need Jesus. I'm a good person. Right? Have you ever heard that? I've got lots of family members that are good. And and they are good Americans. They, I mean, they, they you know, they, they're nice most... Well, of course, they're, they're good as long as you don't cross them. <laughs> then you find out <laughs> what the, the history of goodness is there. Um, but there's this generalized mor- you know, moral good that when you look at it, that's not what God defined. My, my goodness, if I, if I stand in my own goodness, is like, well, you know, I don't, I don't you know, torture cats or anything. I mean, I don't know what, what you would consider being not good, right? I don't curse at my neighbor. I don't do this. I don't do that. And God says, no, that's not how it's defined. I'm the one who defines what is good. And then he, he, he gives us this great moral 
framework. Okay, why do I say that as we launch into this goodness thing? It's because the Holy Spirit from the inside out is helping us to become like Jesus. Remember uh, the guy uh, who comes to Jesus and he says, uh, it was the, the rich ruler, he, he's, you know, he said, good, you know, good master. And Jesus turns to me and says, why do you call me good? There's none good but God. Because we always want to try to find something in us that is worthy of the Lord. And the only thing that we're going to find that's worthy of the Lord is the Lord. <laughs> right? That's what it says here. Okay, let's move move on. So let, let me define, I, I've already defined this. Now, this moral and ethical goodness is not something that we're trying to get for ourselves. This is a real catch for a lot of Christians because a lot of people, you know, as you become, you know, wiser in the things of God and even as the Holy Spirit makes you a gooder person, are you gooder than you were when Jesus found you? I'm gooder. You know, you look at me and I can say I'm much gooder. I am. But when people look in the mirror and say, man, I can't believe how far Jesus has brought me, that's not what goodness is about. Our goodness, our moral well-being is not for us. This is where religion comes from. It's like, it's like, oh man, I am so much better than you. I'm gooder than you. You walk, you know, and I, you come in, you know, not our church, but any other church, and people judge others. And they're like, yeah, I'm gooder than you. It's like, I, I heard you were doing this, and you try to confess your sin, and they go, man, I am really gooder than you. But we're the broken who God is working goodness in. Okay. Let's go on. So, how do we get gooder? I didn't realize I was going to use that word all day, but it's, but it wor- it's working for me. Uh, the way we do this uh, is, first of all, just becoming sensitive to the Holy Spirit. This is the desire of my life. You know, Psalm 139 says, search me, God, know me, see if there's any wicked way in me. When I stop and pause and say, Lord, and, and I don't have to even pray the prayer because I stay in a constant posture of allowing the Holy Spirit to talk to me. You know, are you convicted every day? Is everybody convicted every day? No, no I, don't, I don't mean guilty. I just mean that, the, that when you do something that's dumb, okay, maybe you don't do something dumb every day, just once a week. I do something dumb every day. I really do. Do you? Am I not the only one? Do you do two things dumb every day? Probably more. I know. See, things that come out of my mouth, thoughts that I have. Now, I'm really getting good at not expressing what's in my mind most of the time, <laughs> except on Sunday. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not going to say that. And Jesus says, you know what? It doesn't matter if you say it or not. It's in your heart. And that just needs to be as confessed. It's like, if I say it, I really have to confess it. But if it's stuck in my mind, then I still should confess it because I want to be like Jesus. So sensitivity of the Holy Spirit comes by being mindful 
of what he's trying to say with us. Um, the, the second thing is just having a tender heart. You, you know, the Bible talks a lot about calloused hearts, doesn't it? Stiff necks, calloused hearts. And I've met a few Christians over time. Sometimes they're in, he's, <laughs> one of them's looking in the mirror at me. And, and, and I go through seasons. I do. I go through seasons where my heart's not as tender to the Lord as I want it to be. And I know I have to come back and say, Lord, just like uh, Hector was talking about, it's like, you know, we read something on prayer and we're like, I should do that. <laughs> I should pray. <laughs> you know, it is actually our calling, part of our calling, right? And, and I read the same thing, Hector. I'm right with you. It's like, oh, yeah. Did I, how much did I pray this week? Did I really care about the others around me? All right. Um, being humble, meaning to know that I'm not perfect yet. I'm okay with that. I mean, God, that, that's the problem, too, when God's really working in your life. God's constantly really working in my life. I get to see stuff that I'm like, I, that it's, a, it, it's just a miracle. And yet, sometimes I, I think, oh, man, I must be getting, I must be getting good. And God's like, no, I'm getting good. You're just seeing it, right? All right. And then two things that I, I constantly, keeping a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit so that we can become gooder, is is confession. And I don't just mean to God. You know, it, it's important once in a while to confess to another person. I have people around me. I got people in the office, and I'll confess my my stuff once in a while, uh, actually fairly often. And they're like, why are you telling me this? It's because there's something about expressing your faults to one another that allows the Holy Spirit to be able to build His goodness in us. And then, of course, not just confession, because like I, I can say, yeah, I confess to you that I haven't been praying the way the Lord's been convicted me of. But that's not repentance. That's just confession. Repentance is... And, Lord, by your grace, lead me to a greater prayer life. Amen? All right. So all of this goodness that God's trying to work in our life, he's doing not for us to be gooder, but so that his goodness will start to flow out of us. So when we look at the, that the fruit of the Spirit is goodness, there's an action to it. And I wanted, to, I wanted to read you this. It's really one of my favorite scriptures, but I put it down here for you too. It says about Jesus. You know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. I love that that's how... Jesus is defined. He just, you know about Jesus and how, how he was anointed by the Holy Spirit and he just went about doing good. He didn't have a big strategic plan. It's like, okay, this is what we're going to do next. It says he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil and God was with him. I just love that. How many can go about doing good? Huh? I know. I just, all of us can. What day? Every day? Can we find something? And, and, and that, that's the thing. 
Uh, okay. There's easy ways to do good every day, to let the goodness of you come out. I wrote down here a couple for me. See others. What? I know we're, we're looking all the time, right? We always look. We're like, hey, I see you. I, I, I look at you. But there's a difference between looking and seeing. And I'm, I'm looking at Sandro there, but I'm, I'm, I'm seeing you, but I'm thinking about you with your, little, with your little ones. You know, there's nothing like looking at your little ones. Because you see them, and you're like, ah, oh, my kids. And that's what God does to us, right? When he looks at us, he's like, ah, oh, my kids, he sees us. But we have the same opportunity to really see others. I find myself totally in a rush most of the time. When you're in a rush, you look at people, but you don't see them. To do good, you have to stop. I, I, I did this last, last week uh, with Kendra. I, I realized I started to talk to you, and I realized I was looking at you and not seeing you. And then I stopped and said, I need to see you. Because I love you, <laughs> right? So any day I do that, and I don't know if our conversation was helpful or not, but <laughs> or was building or not, uh, but I saw you, and you saw me, and isn't that something we can all do? All right, so seeing others, and then listening. I have a hard time listening because I got a big mouth. Then another thing is to speak the blessing on people. Most people feel like they're under a curse most days, and they need someone to look at them, listen to them, and then speak a blessing. And in addition to that, I I, I wrote down here, just speak something prophetic about their future. Because we know that God is doing great things in your life, even if it looks like it's really going down. And we need to speak that truth to them because how how many of the promises of God are no how many are yes and amen and so be it and so when we're seeing and looking and listening and 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 speaking blessing on something let's ask the holy spirit what can i say to this person that would help encourage them into their future okay and then we can pray for people, most powerful thing in the world. We can serve them. We can help them. That's enough for today. So goodness, my goodness, is not something that God's just trying to build in us. I was like, oh, look, you're, you're morally good or you're ethically fine. He's building something in us that's going to flow out of us. When we speak of the goodness of God, it's not static. It's like, oh, God is good. It's like, wow, there's a difference between God is good, and I'm glad of that, but his goodness follows me all the days of my life. Amen? And we get a chance to participate in that by his Spirit. Let's pray. Yes, Lord, you are good. Your mercy endures forever. Wow. We worship you for your goodness. 
And we thank you that by your Spirit, you are discipling us in that same type of goodness. And I pray this week that you would fill our hearts with uh, those understandings, those prayers, those, those thoughts that you're building in our life so that we can minister to one another. Lord, we start with our family. Lord, maybe some of us have been disconnected with some parts of our family for some reasons. And we ask that you would uh, help us to pray for them, to listen, to bless, to prophesy, and encourage them. Lord, let your goodness, as you went about doing good uh, each and every day, may we just have that in our heart, that as we see people, that we put that we just go ahead and do good to them for their sake. Lord, help us to get out of ourselves and get onto the business that you have called us to, to get about. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys. Get gooder. Do good. Worship our good God. And uh, I'll see you soon. God bless you.